Week six in the books, Monday Night Football. A whole lot of field goals. The Los Angeles Chargers did win in overtime over the Denver Broncos. What is the outlook for these two teams now sitting at four and two and two and four, respectively, after six weeks? And the trade deadline heating up for the NFL. We've already seen one player on the move now. Robbie Anderson is an Arizona Cardinal. Could more be on the way? All that more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Get those questions in on Twitter or in the YouTube comments for tomorrow's program. We will go mailbag heavy most Wednesdays throughout the season. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. Go to birddogs.com, use promo code Locked On, and boom. A free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've got some trade discussions, some trades already happening around the NFL. More to come, potentially, potentially, uh, even some cryptic uh, social media stuff. We love it. Here we, go. <laughs> we get social media impacting things and storylines, just as we did in the offseason when. Um, folks want to be traded so we'll talk Brian Burns as well who's still as of this recording still a member of the Carolina Panthers and some other players that could be on the move but how about Monday Night Football Broncos in a tough spot now at two and four after six games falling in overtime to the Los Angeles Chargers 19 to 16 and the Chargers don't come out of this game looking great Justin Herbert Matt kind of killing me in some of my fantasy football rosters this year I can imagine I I mean i I really expected Herbert to look like Allen and Mahomes in this game. You know, I mean, and that's pretty pie in the sky. I mean, that's that's a big ask, obviously. Um, but it seems like uh, Denver's D is pretty good. I mean, let, let's just put that out there. Sertain is a total superstar. He just eliminated Mike Williams, didn't leave the Chargers much. They really could have used Keenan Allen. This wasn't a very good game, though. I mean, it seems like a couple of the handfully standalone, especially Thursday nights. I've been down on the product. And why I say that was the stars, Herbert, Wilson, really didn't come out to shine. Um, I'm looking at the box score. There were 19 penalties in this game for 240 yards. 240 yards of penalties in this game. A lot of them by Denver's offensive line. They're blowing protections. You know, the Chargers had the ball for 39 minutes almost. I mean, Denver only produced 13 first downs. Like, that's just bad football. I mean, Wilson, to me, almost looked shot. I mean, he had a good first quarter, and then their offense did zero. Melvin Gordon's in the doghouse or for whatever reason. I mean, I mean, speaking of so fantasy weird. dogs, none right. worse than Melvin Gordon. You know, uh, Javante Williams goes down. It's like, okay, we've got all this Melvin Gordon stock. He's going to be huge. He gets three carries. Latavius Murray off the street last week, right? He's got 15 yeah. carries in this game. Led the way for the, for the Broncos. And by the way, the Broncos do lead the NFL in penalties. And hope, it's yeah. funny because you mentioned how 
the the Los Angeles Chargers had the ball for what 39 minutes in this game. Yeah. <laughs> and they only carried the ball, they only had 24 carries on the ground. That's, crazy, That's usually right. one where you're like, oh, they carried the ball 40 times and just grinded it out. That wasn't the case. Yeah, I know you've had some Twitter qu- issues, but it just dawned on me. Somebody asked us, you know, who are the five worst qu- coaches in the league, which is pretty harsh. And, and then this person said, well, you only have to come up with three after watching this game. You know, like, you know, the, the going forward on fourth stuff, you know, the, the Broncos kept giving you gifts and you still didn't take advantage of it. Could you put Herbert in a better position? Like, there's some questionable coaching stuff going on around the league right now. And I think both these teams are at the forefront. You know, a lot of people pick these guys as slam dunk playoff teams, you know, I mean, loaded with talent. Chargers won the offseason. Denver is all in on Wilson. It's just not going well. I mean, and, and that's the case with a lot of teams right now. Just such an odd box score, too. The more I look it at is. it here, you look at the receiving for the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson completed 15 passes to 10 different players. But 10 and different players, right. Only four players caught more than one pass, and only Jerry Judy caught more than two passes, and he caught three passes for 54 yards, had that long 37-yarder. But he was targeted seven times. Um Really, just something isn't adding up on offense with Russell Wilson. And you can blame coaching, you can blame the line. But when you see penalties and you see a team that's playing so good on defense and has a quarterback that's at least, I mean, above the, the mean, right? In, in Russell think. Wilson. Uh, I'm down with that, though. You got to start to look at coaching, is sort yes. of my point there. It's like Russell Wilson's not that bad. And when you see penalties and you see, uh, you know, mismanagement of games and, you know, especially earlier in the season, you know, first year head coach that can happen. You do start to point to, um, by the way, I got to call out. So, so a lot of people are asking, okay, Nathaniel Hackett, could he, could he be a one and done? Could he actually get fired before the season ends? And when does that oh. ever happen? When a, a first year head coach gets fired before the end of his first season. And you know, last year was the whole debacle with urban Meyer. If you mm-hmm. take that out, uh, a great one here from um, who, who had this? This is from uh, Benjamin Albright, he, the radio guy from the from the Denver area. And he answered the question. He said, 1978, the 49ers fired their head coach. This was before they hired Bill Walsh uh, after nine games. First year head coach after nine games. And after he got fired, they asked him, the, the media asked him if he was surprised he got fired. And he said, no, I haven't been surprised since I found out that ice cream that when you get an ice cream cone the ice cream doesn't go all the way down to the bottom (laughs) that's the response it's just unrelated to this except for the firing of the coach but that is an amazing quote and i i laughed for for about five minutes straight when i I said that (laughs) so nathaniel heck uh don't don't be worried if i was him i mean i wouldn't put a chip down that he's the coach next year i don't know if he gets out of this one or not but i can't forget a new group of people just bought this team that didn't hire this guy. They can't be looking at this thinking this is okay. And more than Wilson deserves blame here for this offense. I mean, and it does reflect on coaching. But, I mean, so here's some odd personnel things that have gone on with Denver this year, just offensively. All the O-line injuries and blown blocks and blown protections. I was really critical of them when Javante was healthy. It's like you have a a safety blanket here to help this ailing offense, give the stud back, you know, a lot of carries. They didn't. Then Melvin Gordon is sitting on the sideline the whole time, just, just watching the game. Like he's in the second row. Albert O is 
um, inactive and maybe Gordon and Alberto are terrible. I, I don't know, but it just seems odd that all these offensive things are reflecting on the same team. You know, I'm expecting much more out of Judy and Sutton. Maybe they're terrible too. Maybe Gordon, Alberto, Sutton, and Judy, who we all thought were good players two months ago, stink. And you really should throw the ball to Tomlinson and Hinton and Beck and Boone and Washington, several oh, and, whom I would have to click on their name to know who their first name is. And Greg Dolchich, congratulations. Good for him. First, He's, he uh, might NFL be good. First NFL touchdown, so maybe he does take over for Albert O. So maybe that's you're okay at tight end. But no, it's a great point. You have all these players. Like, Are they all bad? Right, is, right. And is Russell Wilson no better than Drew Locke, who couldn't go to the Seahawks and beat out Geno Smith? Osweiler. I find that hard to believe. So there's there's almost nowhere to point the finger except for the coaching. Right, when especially really when the penalties are factored in. Right, if it's I mean, either all of that or it's the the coaching. Right, exactly, exactly. So I mean, it's probably easier to you know move on from the coach than cut Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Albert O, and Sutton. You know what I mean? I mean, but the flip side is, shouldn't the Chargers win this game by twenty? Yeah, and the Chargers have their own issues with, uh, you know, Herbert obviously has the ribs. He's playing through that. That might mm-hmm. be something that just bothers him all year long. But when you see Could him throw the ball 57 times and so much of it is short for only 238 and no touchdowns, one interception. He was only sacked twice, too. So it wasn't, you know, so much that the there was too much pressure on him or whatever. Um, you know, everything's short. Austin Eckler, 16 targets, 10 catches in this game. You don't have Keenan Allen out there. They really uh, could have used Allen. Yeah, so your, your top pass catchers are right. your running back, and then, you know, Donald Parham, your tight end, has three catches Palmer. for 53. Joshua Palmer, nine catches, but only for 57 yards, you know, 6.3 average, which is really low. So everything's short there with the passing game. So, um, you know, and Keenan Allen's not a downfield guy either. So even if he's in the game, you know, some of those targets would go to him, but probably in the short intermediate area anyway. So I do think uh, Herbert's ribs are probably still bothering him, but I'm a little bit worried about the chargers on offense as well. Cause if that doesn't get a ton better throughout the season, all of a sudden with Herbert, cause you mentioned it at the top, it was like, okay, he's going to graduate into the Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes echelon. Stratosphere. Yeah. He's got right. That, kind of physical talent and we just flat out have not seen that no i mean it just seems like i understand the chargers have issues and maybe it's going to be much different with keenan allen bosa slater i mean i get that they're not the only team with injuries so it just seems like to me in your building monday night the broncos are so easy to play against especially when they have the ball you should win that game handily if you're anything considering you know anything close to being a contender Robbie Anderson, now a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Could Brian Burns, star pass rusher, be on the move next from the Carolina Panthers? Uh, His Instagram might indicate that he could be. That and other trade candidates at the NFL trade deadline coming up next. Bird dogs. Uh, I love my bird dog khaki pants. Uh, They are perfect for, I mean, they are so perfect for, for for golf and i walk out to the golf course i've got these brand new pants on i feel good i look good people probably look at me like oh this guy can play and then i step up to the first tee and i slice it onto the wrong fairway but uh i looked apart and uh the 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 great thing about these khakis from bird dogs is the comfort 
the, they're stretchy, but they look good. You could wear them to work, go straight from work right out onto the golf course. And I picked up golf during the pandemic. So I was so excited to get these new golf pants, right? Uh, I look at them as golf pants, but they're anytime pants and they're <laughs> so comfortable. And that's what I love about the bird dogs. I got some shorts as well. They have a liner and you can get liners on any of these shorts or pants and the, the shorts with liners. There's just all these, uh, all these bottoms are so versatile. You can go, you know, I can go with the khakis. I can go from work to leisure to the golf course and you feel comfortable and you look right in all of those settings with the shorts. I could go to the gym. I could go to the grocery store. I could hang out at home. I could go to the pool party and with the liners, I could jump right in the water. Right. And so uh, it, it's so versatile when and so comfortable with the bird dogs and it doesn't matter if you know it's 65 degrees every day here in san francisco or if you're in new england or you're chicago or whatever matt's in pittsburgh you get some snow starting to fall onto the ground right uh the the outfit will fit and you can you can feel good in any environment the most comfortable uh pants and shorts in existence and you can get some for yourself go to birddogs.com in a promo code locked on They'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat too. That's birddogs.com. Promo code locked on. One word locked on. And boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built in liners. You will not take these things off. I promise you. LinkedIn jobs. If you are looking for a job, if you ever have been looking for a job, and you and 800 million other people are already on LinkedIn, right? So if you are looking for a candidate for your job and your business that you're hiring for, why would you not go to LinkedIn jobs? These days, every hire uh, potentially feels like a high, stakes, a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team Faster. It is super easy. You just add your job to the purple hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring to that massive network of potential candidates. Uh, quickly prioritize with screening questions the exact skills and experience you're looking for with those candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering high quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the biggest games, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. And by the way, make sure you're subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube because that is also the home of Peacock and Williamson. Robbie Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals. And it was pretty clear once he was kicked off the sideline and the way things are going with the Panthers season that he was probably candidate A to be traded. And it didn't take long. It was less than 24 hours before he was a member of a new football team. But when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, Matt, the key takeaway for me with trading for Robbie Anderson, he wasn't somebody that I thought was you know, going to be in the Robbie Anderson sweepstakes because of you know, some other teams that might have wide receivers need wide receiver needs and uh, you know, maybe the Green Bay Packers or whoever. But I think that move really indicates how bad Marquise Brown's foot injury is for the Cardinals, and he might even be lost for potentially the season. Yeah, first off, I mean, kind of tongue-in-cheek here, 
Robbie Anderson just laid it out perfectly for his buddies. How the heck to get out of Carolina? You know, like, are they all going to do the exact same thing next game? You know, like, oh, send me the locker room coach. And then maybe I don't even have to go on the team flight. I can get traded the next day. Get me out of here. This is a disaster. I mean, talk about worst teams in the league. Carolina might be 32. Um, Arizona's interesting. I rarely agree with their team building, to be very honest with you. Um, I think this is a reflection on the Marquise Brown injury. Um, they play Thursday, by the way, so they're just right around the corner. I assume Anderson will dress for that. I know Brown will not. Initially, I mean, I'm just reading tweets and whatnot. It sounded like Brown could be out for the year. And then what I saw after that is maybe it's only six weeks. There was a little more optimism, yada, yada. Um, I think A.J. Green is basically shot. But DeAndre Hopkins comes back in two days, which is really exciting just for a fan. And Rondell Moore's usage has really spiked over the last two weeks, too. So, I mean, they might have won too many even with Brown out. I mean, they're, they're in good shape. They'll be all right. And is is Robbie Anderson what the team needs? Do they need that deep threat? And clearly they think they do when they went out and got Hollywood Brown. Right. And then right, with right. him going down, going out and getting Robbie Anderson. Very different than Hopkins. You know, I mean, I'm sure Hopkins will lead right. the team in receptions going forward, as he should, unless he's a shell of himself and needed PEDs to be a great player, which I always think is interesting. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Rondell Moore is a very unique wide receiver that was used almost like Austin Eckler last year. Uh, they are giving him – he's actually running routes this year. But deep down, I kind of look at this move and say, Carolina might just be worried about their jobs. You know, let's give up a pick to get something – another win or two this year that maybe we wouldn't have. And clearly – and Robbie Anderson's been sort of an interesting character. I think yeah, right, right. To say, you know, I don't want to say anything – you know, bad about him necessarily. I don't know him personally. I don't know what it's like to be in the locker room with him, but you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's always been like a little bit of, of odd happenings kind of around him. And you, he'll, he'll say things freely, but clearly, you know, it's not like the wide receiver coach that he was arguing with was fired. It was Robbie Anderson. who was kicked out. Right, of right, right, right. Probably somewhat telling what the, what the Panthers thought of the situation, but you mentioned the, the playbook for getting hey, traded hey, real quick. Robbie Anderson was a Matt rule temple guy too. You know, yes. maybe that's the, yeah. maybe the guy in his corner got, canned and then that's the you know the the landslide yep absolutely um and you mentioned the playbook for getting traded we saw it this offseason too <laughs> right right aj brown and hollywood brown and you know some other some other players uh for D- debo didn't work for debo getting traded mm-hmm. but brian burns very interesting monday night posted an instagram story with just a a video of a of a glorious ram sitting on a mountaintop what do you think? Brian Burns to the Rams. Is he trying to get himself out of Carolina now? Uh, to be honest, I'm sad that I didn't bring it up yesterday because these two teams just played. I'm thinking deep down, maybe Burns just doesn't even get on the plane and just stays with this team, you know, and because that's such a Rams-like move. They've gone out and got edge guys or rented edge guys is maybe a better way of saying it. Guys like Leonard Floyd. Um, Fowler from the Jags. The most notable one is Vaughn Miller. They gave up, you know, a second and third, I think, for last year to go win the Super Bowl. Burns to me would be more expensive than all those guys, including Miller, but just because of his age. Um, I think he's a great player. I mean, I think he's a top 10 edge defender that would be even better with the Rams, with Donald. Um, he's somebody that you give up a lot for and you give him a uh, give him a big check at the end of the day, too. So 
I could see why Carolina would prefer the draft assets and the cap space, but you know, it, it always rubs me wrong when you develop someone draft and develop, and then he leaves and goes to be a star somewhere else, you know? Next, some other players that might be on the trade market, Carolina Panthers and otherwise. They're not the only team that might uh, have some players that have interests around the NFL. Uh, but first, I want to let the folks out there know about prize picks. And you might have been smart to take some less than on prize picks projections, especially Monday Night Football with some scoring down around the NFL this year. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy and when i say easy it could not be easier entries can be made in less than 60 seconds less than a minute you could be going all you do is you pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry you're not competing against sharks either it's not some pool of thousands of fantasy players against you it's just you versus the projections available at prize picks. For example, um, Justin Herbert passing yards, more or less than the prize picks projections. Uh, Russell Wilson passing yards, right? Melvin Gordon rushing yards. It's super easy and a whole bunch of fun. And for those of you who play year-long fantasy leagues and you might be a little bit out of it in some of those leagues, Daily Fantasy, it's brand new for you. It is a new season every single day, no matter the sport, not just NFL projections at prize picks either. NBA, Major League Baseball, college sports, combat sports, uh, motor sports, you name it, you can find the sport Daily Fantasy made easy at prize picks. All you got to do is download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play Daily Fantasy Sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50 more to play with. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. It feels like the likelihood for Brian Burns is pretty low because of what it would take. And the Los Angeles Rams don't have a first round pick for all mm-hmm. those reasons. Christian McCaffrey would be the similar story, right? Do you think of the star players on the Panthers, McCaffrey or Burns is more likely to be traded? Because with McCaffrey, there's so yeah. much good money with McCaffrey that makes things difficult. The right, right, acquiring right. team, though, doesn't have to take on that money, but they might. The the report of multiple firsts. I mean, you know, the Rams can't do that because they don't even have first this year. It'd have to be pushing more multiple firsts into the future. Would they do that for a running back? Might want to do it for a pass rusher, but Brian Burns' contract is still to come with that big deal, whereas McCaffrey's already signed his big contract. So contractually, things are very different with those two players, but you know, both stars, I would assume Burns is much more valuable to NFL teams than Christian McCaffrey. I assume so. I mean, McCaffrey probably has two good years. You know, I mean, realistically, he's not bad to trade for contractually from what I understand, but it really hurts you dead money-wise. I think players like him are very valuable to new young quarterbacks. You know, like I I know I was bringing it back to the Steelers, but when the Steelers drafted Najee, I didn't love taking a running back in the first round, but said, well, next year there's going to be a rookie quarterback. It'd be nice to have a guy in place or Brees Hall the year after Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? Like if there's a young quarterback, a do it all type running back, I think is a nice safety blanket for that guy. And I'm thinking about Corral or next year's first round pick. If you had McCaffrey in place, boy, that would make a transition easier for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or whomever. So I think there's some value there. Um, I'm not avoiding your question, but my hunch is, I mean, they can ask for two firsts all they want for McCaffrey. There's no chance anyone pays that. I mean, I think the the best return they could possibly get for McCaffrey 
is an extremely, extremely late first from like the Bills or the Chiefs or some stud team that's pushing all their chips in the middle. And to me, I mean, yeah, I guess I'd take the 32nd pick for McCaffrey because he's a running back and we need everything. But you're going to get more for Burns. I mean, Burns to me is maybe a first and a third from any team. You know, I mean, I could probably make the argument for 15 teams that would want Brian Burns. Brian Burns is more valuable than I think Jamal Anderson was a couple of years ago when he got two firsts, right? So, yeah, but that was a terrible deal. I'm not yeah, sure anybody true. in yeah, Seattle yeah. would have done that. But yeah. yes, he's definitely more valuable than Adams. And if he wants out, and, and that's sort of the thing that could be a catalyst to it. Because mm-hmm. if you are the Panthers, you're probably like, okay, we'll, we don't even want to trade Burns. He's not on the block. McCaffrey, okay, but super high return. And then maybe you start to come down on some of those things. But if you know players want out, then do you start to to look at right. those things? And then if you're ownership, you're like, wait, these are the guys that are selling jerseys, and I'm <laughs> gonna fire good players. I'm, I'm gonna fire my GM anyway. So do I need to fire him now to take control of the situation? Because we I can't have my star players getting traded out of town. So now there's like this all dichotomy of new head coach or interim coach, GM. Does he still have a job next year? Ownership. It starts to get very convoluted with with some of these trades. Yeah, and with all respect to. DJ Moore and Derek Brown and Shaq Thompson and JC Horn. Is that who you're putting on the billboard? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, True. It, it, or, and could teams come calling for those guys? And that's supposed to be the young nucleus. I would assume they wouldn't want to trade the young players now. Um, but, you know, does, you know, Dante Jackson, I could see him being somebody, uh, sure. you know, a, a veteran player. It's, it, I think that's the easiest one to trade is a veteran player who's not a star player that a team could come calling for, but the young nucleus, you know, Derek Brown, are you picking up his fifth year option? Could you trade him to a team that's defensive tackle needy? Cause you're not putting him on the billboard. Most more likely, mm-hmm. you know, um, JC Horn, I would be shocked if he would be someone that they would want to trade, but interesting. Oh, there's, there's a number, you know, Taylor Moten, offensive lineman. A lot of teams need offensive linemen around the league. Uh, DJ Moore just recently signed. So contractually these big contracts, are they that hard to move? And, so it starts to get very difficult. That's why the NFL trade deadline usually kind of goes with a whimper. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Um, I don't know. Big picture thinking, Panthers aside, I'm not a fan of really tearing it down. You know, like the, the, the Browns got rid of anyone that could play, you know, five years ago or, or whatever. And, you know, Miami trades Minka and Tunsil and all those guys and was trying to be the worst team in the league. I think that's terrible, to be honest with you. I mean, culture is so important. Sending that message and getting rid of leaders, to me, is not a formula for winning in this league. Especially, so like the the weirdest trade I think so far this year was C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who got traded for a sixth-round pick. Like, this is a young guy who has a lot of football left, is an impact player. player, Maybe maybe not a huge impact position, but, you know, uh, middle-of-the-field defender. Nice interception last week for the Philadelphia Eagles. They got him for a six-round pick. So young and cheap, like no-brainer for the Eagles to go trade a guy like that. That doesn't make you better if you're the Saints getting a sixth-round pick for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You might as well ride that out let him go into free agency and get a comp pick that's probably higher than a sixth. So trades yeah. like that don't make sense. And if I'm calling the Panthers, that's what I'm trying to get. It's like, hey, here's this late here's this late day three pick. Are you just looking for picks? And I'll take some players that can help me out right now. That's what I'd be trying to do if I was another team. And so, you know, I'm not calling the Panthers like, hey, here's all my first round picks. For McCaffrey, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, the the only teams that make sense for McCaffrey are the Chiefs and Bills or some elite team that I can't think of. I mean, maybe I the Rams. I mean, maybe the Rams. The thing about the Rams is that's kind of their MO. And right, we shouldn't right, be right. shocked if they did go, go get somebody like Christian McCaffrey 
or Brian Burns. And they, they're trying to trade their own running back in Cam Akers, who right now, that's that's the type of player that, you know, maybe they get a sixth or a seventh. I have a feeling yeah, they're yeah. just going to have to cut Cam Akers. No, I agree. I don't think people are beating down the door for his recent tape. Right. There's been some other names out there that could potentially be on the trade market that are not on the Carolina Panthers. Any names that you find interesting? Maybe a Brandon Cooks getting traded once again. Uh, Cleveland Farrell has been a name I've seen out there. I've seen a couple Raiders names out there with their uh, poor start to the season. Um, Any names jump out to you as potential trade targets for teams around the NFL? Roquan Smith, another one for the Bears, who's that, you know, that's kind of been out there for a while since he hasn't signed that new deal that they've been trying to do since the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I'm not having a great list. I'm pulling up an article off ESPN and try to steal off them a little bit. Um, There have been some Raiders, guys like Cleveland Farrell, Jonathan Abram, just more bad first-round picks during the Gruden regime. But you're not going to get much in return for those guys. Um, Gusecki's a guy we talked about off the air. I mean, he's he's coming off a good game, but he never he's nothing like George Kittle. You know what I mean? Like, he never fit in this offense to me. Um, I, I could see teams have an interest in him. Oh, here's one of the more interesting ones to me is William Jackson III from Washington. You know, I mean, it it sounds like there's a legit chance he could move. And he's kind of expensive, but he's a good player. It's still in his prime. Washington's not going anywhere. Um, I would have some interest in that. Um, My Steelers have been talking, you know, Chase Claypool and Mason Rudolph are two names that have been bounced around in this neck of the woods but you're not gonna get a ton for those guys the Clay, i mean claypool i think is is one of the top targets to me and we talked about mm-hmm. this in the offseason remember and actually i think you had an idea of claypool to the bears who need that wide receiver help you've got george pickens ready to be the you know that guy in that right. offense for the steelers and if the bears think they can't get a deal done with roquan smith that was you know one of the you know, uh, one of the potential swaps there, but I, I can see a lot of teams come calling for Chase Claypool could be a lot mm-hmm. more valuable for your team than he is right now for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, maybe you get a third round pick for Claypool. Does that sound rich? I mean, maybe a fourth and something in that neighborhood. Yeah, and so yeah, probably offer a fourth, and and I think you get that value back for, you know, for mm-hmm. for your current team, even if he's not a long term fixture for your team. Like he's he's an NFL player right now. He'd be a starting wide receiver, and some teams could probably use that. Yeah, and the logic behind moving him is they just gave Deontay a big contract. They already know they're giving Pickens a big contract as soon as that day comes, and they, they don't have the fifth-year option because he's a second-year guy. So they're not going to pay the dude in the middle. Um, and they also are really excited to get Calvin Austin back, which should be happening very soon. Yeah. And you know this team will pick a third-round receiver next year who will be pretty good. You know, <laughs> like, Yeah, they're, they're a wide receiver right. for three somehow, uh, the, those Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, good stuff. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL for tomorrow's mailbag episode. Who do you think is the most likely player to get traded before the deadline? And we appreciate you making us your first listen for your second listen. Make sure you stay right here on the Locked On Podcast Network where your team is covered no matter the sport. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.